Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known by forever, daddy. Oh, how we love you so. I know it's time to feel Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Amen. As as you may have noticed, um, if you don't know me, I'm the pastor. How you doing? Welcome. Um, I, I've taken a break on. In, I've t- tried to take the month of August to just take a break and be refreshed and and uh, take some time for myself. Is that all right? Amen. God did it anyway, so it's good. You got to know when to just 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 pull back a little bit. Amen. So we've had. Listen, what's important anyway is not that you hear from me; is that you hear from the Word of God. Amen is that you hear from the Spirit of the living God. And, and I trust that everyone that I've shared this pulpit with is coming with exactly just that. Amen. So I want you to put your hands together today for the first time on a Sunday morning. Our youth pastor, Pastor Lou. Come on. Yeah. Praise God. Oh, we don't need this here. All right, cool. As the group could get ready, those who are helping me out today, it's funny because uh, George had Facebook me at the end of July. Lou, there's an opportunity to, you know, for you to go and, you know, and if you want to preach on a Sunday. I was like, <laughs> Sunday, you crazy. I told him, no, I'm sorry, I can't, you know, I'm not ready, you know. Because, so, you know, like the first time I preached, I blanked out totally. Like, it felt like five hours. It was only like probably like a minute, but that minute feels like hours, you know? So ever since then, it's been like, you know, I'm, I'm always afraid to step up, you know? God can use me on a Friday night, you know? He can use me today, but today is more people, you know? But I was like, you know what? One Sunday morning, I got up, I had breakfast, I made some breakfast, went in the backyard, I chilled, I brought my laptop, just started worshiping, and, and God started affirming me, like, you know what? If Moses had a stuttering problem and and I used him, I can use you, despite whatever it is you go through, you know? So I was like, all right, God, if you want me to do it, give me the message. And God gave me the message. This was at the beginning of August, all right? And I was like, all right, George, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So here I am. And it's funny because the message that I'm preaching today about, all right, Merck preached about it last week. Martha and Mary, he started off with Martha and Mary. And I'm like... Oh my God, I'm going to preach about the next Sunday. What am I going to do? You know, am I going to do the same sermon over? He just preached it, you know? I was like, all right, I got two more, two more points out of that. Two more stories. The next one was Mary with the alabaster box. I'm like, oh my God, another one. What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? You know? So I was in the back and I'm like, George, what am I going to do? You know, yada, yada, yada. And God affirmed me. You know what? Sometimes my children come on Sunday and they hear it. But they don't act on it during the week and they forgot about it. I have to remind them. You know, so today, this is a reminder for you guys of what Merck spoke about last week. Anybody remember what he spoke about? Only one thing is needed. Only one thing. To be in his presence like Mary. 
So I'm not going to read it. We're going to act it out in the skit. I like to be illustrative with dances and skits. So it's going to be done a little bit different. So let's do this. All right, guys. Let's go uh, to Mary and Martha's house. You see, um, we're going to have a good time over there. But basically what I was telling you about the presence of God, the, the, what God really intended in the garden, you see. But we'll talk about it. Hi, Jesus. How are you? I'm sorry. I heard you were coming. I'm ready. I'm going to just... Be ready to serve you. I got water. I know it's a long trip. You guys are hungry? Let's go. Come on. Come in. Bang. Mary, look. Jesus is here. My sister Mary. I. You already know her. Water together. Oh, what am I going to put together to keep for them? It's so much to do. It's so much work. Here's water. Ready? You want some lemon? Lime? All right. Jesus, here you go. You guys are good. The food is ready. You guys want like an appetizer or just main course? I'm hungry. You hungry? I'm ready? Good. Mary, you want to come help me? Come on, just one second. Two minutes. So we can all sit down if you come help me. No. All right. Nope. No problem. So how you been? Yeah? Let me take out the leftovers. How's what am everything? I going to cook? Oh, my goodness. It's so much work to do. I can't believe it. It is so much work. I don't even know. Listen, I wasn't I, expecting I was him. He's here now. You have Jesus I, in your I house. What are you supposed to do when Jesus is here? What do you say? And that hunger, I mean, it, it, hunger, it seems like, hungry. you know, oh, it's so intense. Not hungry. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, what oh, I, what so I really want to express to you that, you know, as far as that hunger is concerned, you know, man, I was talking to the disciples, man, you know, we were intended for... Wait, 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 need my notepad. Oh, she needs a notepad. She's going to write down a recipe. She's not doing this to me. Not today. She's hungry, right? You guys are okay? It'll be ready, like, in two more minutes. Breaking out some stuff. Mary, can you come help me? Oh, no. Jesus is there. Not at all? Jesus. Two minutes? I want to hear Jesus. All right, Mary. Thank you. So much. Yeah. I was telling the disciples, you know, man, I mean, God's intention for man was to have that relationship with him. And see, like, if I can explain it, like, if you take a fish out of his environment. Oh, I need right? help with the fish in the kitchen. They took my fish over there. What will happen? Oh, my goodness. Mark you take a man out of the relationship and presence of God, the same thing is oh, no, happening. You, you see what I mean? No way. No, so, so we were work. intended to... Jesus, she'll listen to you. Just tell her, please, to help me. It's so much work. I just want to serve you guys. I'm ready. I just need Mary to come in the kitchen for two minutes. It won't even be that long. Martha, Martha. It's two seconds. Martha, you are so worried. You are so anxious and distracted. There's so many things pulling you away from, from what's really needed. And Mary's chosen that. And I'm not going to take that away from you. Perfect. So how many of us today, whoo, this is hot. How many of us today are like Mary? Always busy. Busy. Martha, there you go. DC, thank you. I got Malta Maria, you know, Spanish, you know, get confused. But how many of us are like Martha here? Always busy. God, I want to serve you. I want to do this. I want to do that. We're busy. We're ministry Sunday. We're in children's church. And then Monday, we're serving the, the homeless. And then Tuesday, we're in, in Bible study and we're teaching. And then Wednesday, and pray. And Thursday, worship practice. Friday, uh, youth service. Saturday, you're, you're, you're doing something else. And every day, you're doing something and doing something. And it's okay. God wants us to serve, right? But it, there comes a point in time where it becomes a distraction. How does it become a distraction when you're busy, busy working for God? God, I want to serve you. I want to make sure everything's good and everything's good and everything's good. But where does your time with God come in? We're so busy for God and working for Him. Where does the time, the quiet time, to just sit like Mary? When Jesus came, she stopped, she sat, and she listened. If you're pouring out Sunday in children's church, and you're pouring out Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're pouring out, you're pouring out, 
When do you have time to pour in for God to fill you? What can you give if there's nothing inside of you? I know sometimes in churches, you know, they, they want you in there Sunday to Saturday. If there was another day of the week, you'd be in there too. You'd be in there too. But God wants you to stop being distracted by serving and serving and serving. Being too busy serving, but not spending time with Him. He wants you to be like Mary. Stop, sit, and listen. Sometimes we'll be, so you may be even in one ministry, in children's ministry, or youth ministry. I was me. I was always, God, all right, what am I going to do for youth this week? What are we going to do for next week and next year and this? And always, you know, doing, 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 doing. And it became about youth. Ministry became about youth. And I had to remind myself over and over and over that it's not about youth. It's about you. I had to take out the TH and youth and remind myself, you know what? God, it's not about youth. If I'm not there, you can do something else. You can use somebody else. It's not about youth. It's about you, God. And we have to remind ourselves. Let's just take time in the midst of uh, everything. Yeah, and, and not only that, but you go to work too. So you're going to work and you're doing these things in the evening. You get home, you're tired, you wake up and do the same thing over. And you're busy doing ministry, ministry, ministry. Where does the time for God come in? Where he can pour into you, where he can download into you. Where does that time come in? You don't know, God, what am I going to do in this ministry? What am I going to do with this and this and that? Just stop. Sit and listen. You're so busy doing, doing, doing. God is trying to talk to you. You're like, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. And, you, and God is behind you trying to talk to you. You're like, yeah, 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 I got to do this. I got to do that. No, just shut up. Stop, sit, and listen. We got to chill. It's okay. Yes, we want to serve God. But there's times where we need time for ourselves. For God to just come and speak to us and give us guidance. I had to do that. I had to take two weeks off of youth. Two Fridays off. I've been coming to youth since I've been to this church. I've only taken off on holidays, Thanksgiving. I never took a Friday. So I went on vacation. But in, in July, I had to take like two weeks off just to sit and see where God wants me to go next. Because I'm so busy, busy doing, doing, doing. I had to sit, stop, just not come and spend time with my family. You know, my father came in and just stop and sit and listen. That was the best time of my life where I just chilled. And God gave me direction and, and, and everything. Just like George, he's chilling for the month of, of August and God is giving him direction. He's chilling and receiving and just listening. How many times of us, how many times... We're like, like Martha, busy during the week. We wake up in the morning, brush our teeth, do we got to get the kids ready, drop them off at school, go to work, do this and this and that. Then after work, come home, pick up the kids, got to, you know, take them a shower, get their homework done, da 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 And you're so busy every day doing the same thing over and over and over. Where does your time with God come in? You're so tired, God, I can't do this no more. I'm tired, I don't know what to do. Just take a chill pill, relax, stop. Sit. Sit. The first thing we got to do is stop. Stop what we're doing. Drop this. Drop that. Drop what we're thinking about. Drop our worries. All right? Sit like Mary did. What happens when we sit? When we sit, we have full attention. If something happens when you sit on the floor that you have complete, complete attention, like a child. A child, when you're reading a story to them, they sit on the floor, they have your complete attention. We have to stop and then sit and listen just as Mary did. Sometimes we stop and we sit. We're like, all right, God, talk to me. And we're there like one minute, two minutes, and nothing. And your mind starts wondering, well, I got to do this tomorrow. I got to wash your clothes tomorrow. I got to do this tomorrow. And you think about what am I going to wear tomorrow? No, just stop, sit. Stop and sit. Stop being distracted. Stop. That's what God wants you to tell you today. Just stop, sit, and then Listen. Sometimes, like Merck said last week, and that was a perfect example. Sometimes we'll sit, just like, like we go to a doctor's appointment, right? We're there, 
15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Sometimes depending on what doctor you go to, you be there two, three hours, right? But you wait there, then the doctor comes and the doctor's asking, oh, what's wrong with you? You're telling them what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? Same thing with God, we gotta wait for God. Sometimes we have to wait an hour, we'll sit there and wait an hour. Wait till God shows up. This is just a reminder for you guys, and for those who weren't here last week, this is something new for you guys. But we have to just sit and wait on God until he speaks to us. There's so many of you that, that, that are making decisions, and God, what am I going to do about work? And what am I going to do about my life? And what about this relationship? And what about this? And what about that? Just stop, sit, and listen to what God has to tell you, because he wants to speak to you. I was distracted. I was distracted about a month ago. When I had, before I had to take my time just to chill and relax. I was being distracted by the problems from this world. Or the problems of my life financially, you know. It's funny because God had, had told me in, June, in January when Veronica got pregnant, you know what, step out of the boat and walk. Just focus on me and I'm going to take care of you. Don't be distracted by the waves and by this and by that. Just stay focused on me. And I was like, all right, God. So I told my wife, babe, don't work no more. You know, God told me to step out the boat, trust him, so it's just one income. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, she was like, all right, cool. So she stopped working, all right? And in July, I can't front, it got a little rough. It got really, really rough for me, you know? Things got tight, I was backed up, you know, and I started getting distracted. Like, God, I got all these bills, I got all these things, what am I gonna do, God? What am I going to do? And God will speak to me. He'll give me little messages. In the midst of your mess, he'll give you a message. He'll tell me, Lou, just, son, just zoom out. Because so many times when we have a problem, we zoom in on the problem. It could be so small, right? It could be a car this small. But the second you zoom into it, it looks so big, right? It could be a little ant, little ant walking through here. But when you zoom in, it looks so big. God was telling me, just zoom out. See the bigger picture. I'm in the midst of it. I'm in the midst of it. Just zoom out. So God had to keep on reminding me. He'll tell me, you know what? Seek my kingdom first. And everything will be added onto you. Whatever you need will be added onto you. Seek me first. And I'm, all right, God, I seek you. I seek you. But it got a little hard for me, you know? And that's why I had to take that chill and just, you know what, God? I had to stop, sit, and listen. And just get in his face. In the midst of everything in life. And I want you to close your eyes real quick. Close your eyes, everybody, really quick. I want you to do this. Picture Sunday. You were here on Sunday if you were, wherever you were. Monday, you woke up, you did what you had to do, right? Now, in any way in the midst of that day, did you take time just to sit before God so you can listen? Anytime on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday this week, did you sit? It doesn't matter how long. It could be an hour. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 15 minutes. But did you sit before God and just be like, God, speak to me. I'm listening. Speak to me. Did you do that any day this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, today? Think about it. Go through the whole week. We can't be dependent on Sunday service worship or Sunday service word. Yes, on Sunday we come, we get filled with the Spirit, where worship was awesome, you know, the word was awesome. But what happens on Monday? Right after we leave worship, we're like, uh, like a gas tank. We're on, on, on full, on F, on full. Then Monday comes and all of a sudden you're on E. Monday morning, you got the Monday morning blues. And then Tuesday comes. Wednesday, Thursday, you, you're, 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 you're living off of Sunday's worship or Sunday's word. What happened during the week that you fill yourself up? Or are you waiting for the worship team to come on a Sunday and do worship? Are you waiting for Pastor George to come up and do? No, you don't wait for nobody. If you're hungry, you go eat. 
You don't wait for, for somebody to come on Sunday. Oh, I can't eat till Sunday because, you know, uh, my wife is not cooking till Sunday. No, I'll grab myself Sunday and I eat. Same thing. You don't wait till Sunday till George comes up and, and, and preaches. You come and you eat on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. God, can't, God doesn't only speak through Pastor George and myself. God can speak directly to you. Directly to you. And the most important thing is that he desires a relationship with you all. Oh, but, but, you know, I don't know what God sounds like. Like, I don't know. It's just like a dog. You get a dog, come it, come it. After a while, he gets used to hearing your voice. You know, that's my dog, come it. You know, that's my wife chose that name. But um, what you call it? You know, you start calling it, come it, come it. After a while, you call the dog and he, know, he recognizes your name. You don't even have to call his name. The second you start talking, you know, he's, you know he, he hears you and he gets all emotional, you know? Same thing with God. The more time you spend with him, the more you get to recognize his voice, how he sounds like. Just like if somebody was to call you over the phone, my wife calls me or my mom calls me. Hey, what's up? And it's a phone that I don't know, but I recognize that voice because I spent time with my wife. I spent time with my family. I spent time. So the more time you spend with God, the more you get to recognize his voice. And it's good to stop, sit, and listen. And it's just a reminder, during the week, don't just, you know, today, yes, today the worship was good and, and whatever. But tonight, when you go home, take your quiet time and just sit and listen. Because God has something that he wants to tell you and you and you about your life. Where you're going, where you're headed, what school you're going to, what job you're going to get next. He wants to speak life into you. He wants to tell you, you know what, son, you know what, daughter, everything's going to be okay. So in the midst of our lives, in the midst of, of everything that's going on, God wants us to stop Sit down and listen. Mary was at the feet of Jesus. There's something about being at the feet of Jesus that I don't know what it is, but Mary found herself at the feet of Jesus. And it doesn't matter how long, like I said, you could be in the, in, 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 you could get before God, and God will speak to you five, ten minutes, whatever. When it comes to quality time, when I spend quality time with my wife, quantity is out the window. It's not about, oh, but, all right, babe, I only got an hour and 15 minutes, so let's do this. You know, let's spend some time together. No. When, it be, when it's about quality, you don't care how much time you're in that presence. You don't care how much time you're spending with your wife or with your loved ones, with your children, because that's quality time. So the second you get into God's presence, that's quality time. And you won't care. Hey, if I'm here an hour, I'm here an hour. If I'm here 5, 10, 15 minutes, but you know when you feel, all right, God, thank you. I appreciate it, you know, this awesome time, and that's it, you know, but we have to stop, sit, and listen like Mary. Be at his feet. Be at his feet. Now, we'll get to the next story of the guy, because the guys can get ready again. It's the next one. We're going to talk about Mary when Lazarus died. Just to give you a quick thing of what happened. Jesus found out that Lazarus was dying and he was sick. And finally, you know, he found out that Lazarus had died. So check it out. On his arrival, Jesus found out that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. He was dead for four days already, all right? Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. <laughs>
to rise on the last day of the resurrection. Martha, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Though someone is dead, if he believes in me, he will rise. But do you believe this? I believe. I believe that you are Christ, the only Son of God. I believe that you've come to this earth again. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. Mary. Mary. Mary, the teacher is here. He's asking for you. Mary, the teacher is here. He's asking for you. Now... Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, <laughs> My Lord, my Lord, if you had been there, my brother would have not when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had also come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Show me where you laid him. <coughs> and Jesus wept. Let me talk to you guys real quick. Especially the men. Because women are easy to cry. Right, women? I don't know. Yes? You know, you, 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 you swat a fly, they cry, you know? So, but seriously, women are so easy to cry. They're very emotional, you know, especially when they're pregnant. They're very emotional. But, um, but yeah, I love you, babe. Love you, babe. What you call it? Um, I don't know where that came out of. I don't know. I have no idea. But just going with the flow, going with the flow. But um, that's funny. What you call it? But yes, women are very emotional, right? They cry. You always see them in the front, worshiping God, worshiping God, crying and, and doing their thing, you know? But for men, it's kind of hard to cry. It's kind of hard. You know, Mary, she, her, her, her mother, uh, I mean, her brother had just died and she come before Jesus. Jesus, man, if you would have been there, you know, she was, you know, she was grieved. She was mourning, you know? And what did she do? She came before Christ again. She fell out of his feet. There's something about being at the feet of Christ. There's something about being at the feet of Jesus. So she fell on her feet and she started crying, right? Woman, it's easy for us to just, I mean, easy for you ladies to just get on the floor, you know, and just cry. But for us men, you know, when I was going through my rough time, I would shove my feelings behind God. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. You're going to come through for me. And yes, God has provided. Yes, God has, you know, uh, paid some of the bills. But you know what? God doesn't only move like that. He'll give me favor. You know, he'll give me favor with whatever it is. And, and no, all right, just pay it when you can. You know, but I had to come to the point where I had to come before God in, in the basement on the floor. Just cry. Just cry of, of just feeling overwhelmed. And just feeling, pushing those, those feelings, emotions to the side. Just, God, I, I, it's too hard. I, I, I need you. And I just got it bawling. And I was crying and crying and crying. Words weren't coming out, but I was just crying, God, I need you. God, I need you. And just crying and crying from the belly. You ever had those cries from the belly where you feel like you're just going to throw up? You know, like, oh my God, what are you going to do? I was like that. As a man, it wasn't easy, but I was like, God, I need you. And I started crying and crying and crying. As men, we need to get before Christ, get before his feet and just cry and let it out. It's okay, man. It's okay to cry. 
God is the only one that can make me cry. Any man, oh, yeah, more, for the most part, yes, the only man that can make me cry. But it's just like there are times we just have to come before Him. You're, you're carrying all this weight, all your problems, you're carrying it, you're carrying it, it's, it's weighing down on you, you're trying to go forward, and it's not easy, but you're trying. And sometimes you may fall, and, and, but you get back up again. And, so, and if you fall, just write there, God, I need you. It's, it's too much. And give your burdens to Him. We're not supposed to be walking around with burdens and problems on our shoulders. Jesus said, come to me, those who are weary and heavy burdened, that I will give you rest. Your rest is not found in, 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 in your boyfriend, your girlfriend, the weed, the, 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 the booze, whatever is found in Christ. He said, come to me, I will give you rest. Rest comes from me. Rest comes from me. So if you may be you know, carrying all this baggage, all these emotions, you're hurt for, because people have hurt you, let it go. Just come before his, his feet and just let it go. Just drop it. Just cry. Begin to cry. Men and women, begin to cry. There is healing in his presence. There is deliverance in his presence. Whatever you need is in his presence. You want joy? It's in his presence. You want freedom for whatever it is? It is in his presence. His presence. So there are times, man, where we just have to just go in the closet and just cry. Let it out. Scream, shout, whatever. But let it out. And he'll be there to, 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 to just pour back into you. Give you peace. To speak to you. My son, it's going to be all right. I'm going to take care of you. My daughter, it's going to be okay. I'm going to bring you up higher than you were before. I will give you beauty for ashes. So there are times, yes, people, where we have to go before Christ and just cry. Sometimes you have no words, but just cry and cry and cry. And he sees every tear. He'll be there to wipe every tear. He'll be there to love and wrap his loving arms around you. But we need time to just get before his feet. Then this other lady. Jesus was at someone's house, one of the Pharisees. This lady comes up. He's chilling, you know. Just finished eating. He probably got the itis, you know. He's falling asleep, you know, talking with the guys or whatever. And he's chilling with his feet, like to the back. You know, when you sit down, you have your feet behind. You have your feet behind the chair. So this lady comes from behind, and she's a sinful woman, you know. So she comes from behind. She comes to Jesus's feet, and she again she starts crying. She starts crying, just crying. And to to rewind a little bit, she was a sinful woman. Some say that she was maybe a prostitute, you know, giving her, selling herself out, you know, giving herself away. She was a, a sinful woman living a sinful life. No, reckless, whatever. She was just out there. So she came before Jesus. She's crying. I don't know. Maybe she came before Jesus because she felt guilty of what she's been through. She heard that Jesus was at the house. So she came up. All right, Jesus is here. She came and she just started crying and crying and washing his feet with her tears. She washed his feet with her tears. That's how much she cried. And it could have been because all the guilt, all the things she knows that she's done, that she's messed up, that she, you know, she, let, she let him down or whatever. But she started crying and crying. No words, but just crying and crying. And she wiped his, his feet with her hair. Then she broke this, this perfume that she had. She broke it and anointed him. She poured perfume on him. 
And these guys were like, oh, but who's this sinful woman? Why is she coming and doing this? Why is she coming and doing that? If he knew, if Jesus knew who she was, hey, it doesn't matter what you've been through, just like this woman. She came, she worshiped at the feet of Jesus. She cried, she let it out. Some of you may have just turned your back from God and you haven't spent that time and you've just been living a sinful life. You've messed up. But all Jesus wants is for you to come to his feet and just cry. Just cry. Just let it out. She didn't say no words. She just cried because of the guilt and the shame. She cried. She kissed his feet to show affection. How many times we kiss our children's feet? You know, to show affection. I love you. She kissed his feet. And Jesus said, I forgive you, my daughter. Go. Your faith has saved you. You may have messed up before God. You may have turned your back on him. You may have just done awful things. Just come before him and worship him. Come before him and worship him. We need to spend time in his, at his feet during the week. It doesn't matter if, if, whatever you've done. God loves you. Just come to his feet. At his feet, there is everything. In his presence, there is everything. Don't think, ah, oh, but this week I messed up or I've turned from God and I try again, but it's too hard and I turn back. Just come to his feet. Doesn't matter how far you turn from him, how messed up you are, how far in the hole you are. Just come to his feet. Worship him. Worship him. If we can have Melissa, we're gonna, she's going to come up and, 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 and do a dance. There's something about being in his presence, at his feet. Everything is there. And that's where God wants you, not only on a Sunday not only here on Sunday, but in your house, in your room. Just get before him. Listen to him. Everything you need, every answer to your problem, to your situation is in him. Everything. He'll tell you what you need for that. You're dealing with bitterness and you're dealing with anger. He'll give you the prescription for that. He'll tell you forgive. But you don't know unless you spend time with him. So this week... Are you going to act on it this week? Are you going to act on what you heard today? God wants to spend time with you. He loves you. He wants you to be in his presence. Just like you desire a relationship with your, 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 your husband, your wife. You desire a relationship with your child. God desires a relationship with you. He wants to tell you how much he loves you on his own. He wants to wrap his arms so you, you know what? It's going to be okay. You're so beautiful. You're not ugly. We're going to get through this. I'm going to see you through this. I'm going to carry you. God wants to tell you that on his own. Quiet time. He desires. That's why he made you. Because he wants relationship with you guys. He wants relationship. Amen. <clears throat> Look at just to have the youth worship team come up real quick here. Hallelujah, Lord. So now it's time for the call. I want you to bow your heads real quick. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Just think about it. Where, what part was you today? Were you Martha so busy, 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 busy body, busy, just busy Martha, just busy doing for God and you haven't spent time with him. You're so busy doing ministry, worked up in ministry and this and this and that, that you haven't spent time with him, quality time. And you just need to be at his feet. It's funny because 
in Revelations 2, it says that God has seen the work, the hard labor. You've been working in ministry. You've been, you know, you know, just going for it, not giving up, not giving up, not giving up, and going and working hard. But in the midst of working hard, you forgot about your first love. Your first love is not ministry. Your first love is not children's ministry. Your first love is not youth ministry. Your first love is not anything but Jesus. So if you have lost your focus, you've been distracted and you put your attention on something that is not Jesus, God is saying, come back to your first love. Come back to your first love. I'm your first love. I'm your first love. So if that's you, God is calling you. God is calling you. Some of us here, maybe we're like Martha, we're busy, distracted by everyday life. The routine, uh, the Monday routine, the Tuesday routine, waking up and doing the A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, every, every day, every day, every day. But you don't take that, that quiet time to spend with him at his feet. You heard the message on Sunday that Merck spoke, but what day this week did you spend with him on your own? Quiet time, quality time. God desires it. He's calling you to come to his feet. And God is saying, just come now. Start today. Come now. You may not, you know, you may not have may not have done it this week, but today, just come. Start today. Start brand new. If that's you or any anybody, if that's you, if you're like Martha busy in ministry and had no time with him, or you're busy with everyday life and problems and you got distracted, and you're like, you know what, God, I need to come back to you. You're my first love. I encourage you, come up and just sit here in the front. Just come up and just sit in his presence. Let him speak to you. Let him tell you what are you to do next in your life, in your move, in your career, in your decision. The front is open. It's all open for you. If you want to come and just sit before his presence and just listen. We're so quick to come and talk, but let's just sit and listen. It's just open for you guys. Just come up, sit, and listen. Some of you in here today may be like Mary when Lazarus died. You have all these emotions inside of you. All these things you're holding, you're bottling up inside. Hurts and rejections and letdowns by people in your life. People who loved you or they said they loved you have let you down. You're holding on to these, these, these emotions and you're bottling up. Just come to his feet and just cry. If that's you, just come to his feet like Mary. She didn't care who was around her. She didn't care who was behind her. She just got on her feet and she cried. She wept at the feet of Jesus. And what did Jesus do? Jesus wept along with her. So if you come to the front, Jesus is going to weep along with you. He feels your pain. He feels your hurt. He feels the rejection you've been through. He feels it. It said he was deeply moved in the spirit. He was troubled. Because he felt the pain that Mary felt. So God feels your pain. He's troubled. He wants to cry with you. He wants to cry with you this morning. Just let it out. Let it out.
some of you here today may be like the other woman, the sinful woman that had just turned up, that she just didn't know Christ, was living a sinful life, was, you know, doing her thing. But she came to Christ. And she cried and she washed his feet with her tears and wiped his feet with her hair and anointed him and put perfume on him. You're probably saying, oh, but I've done this in the past and I've done that in the past and I've done this. It doesn't matter what you've done. He wants you to start fresh, start you, just start worshiping at his feet. And this goes for young people too. Because sometimes we think, ah, oh, I got to live this thing and I got to live this thing and, I, and oh, I messed up, I messed up. No, yes, you messed up. But come to the feet of Jesus, young people. You're going to fall, you're going to mess up, but get right back up again. The enemy loves to put lies in your head. Oh, you can't do this. God doesn't love you. You're unworthy. Young people, this is for you too. I'm not only speaking to adults, to young people. God knows my heart for you guys. Christ is calling you back to his feet. So it doesn't matter how far you've been, how far you've turned. I'm going to ask Gretchen to come up here real quick. She's going to share her, her story what she's been through and how now how she can just worship God and as you feel that as she's talking to come to the front and just spend time with him just do it just sit just sit and receive I can relate um, to Mary Magdalene the sinful woman I relate to prostitutes a lot because I once was a prostitute. I ran away at the age of 15, 16 years old and I didn't have a mother, or father, or cousin, or aunt or uncle to say, mira, don't do that. Or, you know, to just guide me. Or like, here's five dollars so you can get a can of Chef Boyardee or something. So I had to hustle. And um, even after I hustled my way to survive. I still was a prostitute. I prostituted myself for shoes, for clothes, for vacations, for rent. And sometimes I prostituted myself for free because I just wanted to be loved. And that's the saddest prostitution of all when you just don't charge a guy that you just give yourself away just so you could be in that bed of intimacy and have someone hold you and just say they love you even when they really don't when they're just using you just to gratify themselves and never call you again and like Mary Magdalene, I had many people pointing to me. You know how those guys, they went to Mary and they, they called her the adulterous woman. I had people call me sucia and call me just nasty, disgusting things as I was growing up. And I adopted those labels. And it was shameful for me. 
And there was lots of times I had to lie. Like when I would meet a guy, I would just lie. I would blatantly lie and just make up my past because I didn't want to say, well, this, is, this was my life. After I overcame all the lewdness, I got disgusted of myself, of my life, my family, they weren't there for me. And I just got sick and tired and tired and sick. You know when you get to a point where you tried it all, you've been there? I mean, I've done everything, sex, drugs, rock and roll, swinging, lesbianism. I've been around the block, not once, but a couple of times where I had shoes, holes under my feet. And I got sick and tired, sick and tired and tired and sick going to the clubs. Who was the next guy I was gonna hurt for a bottle of champagne? Even my girlfriends used to pimp me. Oh, let's see who, you know, Venus is gonna get us a bottle tonight. And I got tired of that. I got sick and tired. When I broke up with my fiance, I was like, what am I gonna do now? Am I gonna go to a club and meet a guy 15 years younger than me? So he could just use me and then be like, oh, well, you know. I got tired of that. I was like, God, there's gotta be a better way. I've been trying to, um, you know, create myself to be something that I wasn't, trying to lose weight, trying to, you know, look a certain way, be a certain way. Jesus, the same way he met Mary Magdalene, he met me. And he said, come to me. I had a friend who, she invited me to go to this church and it wasn't, you know, she was just like, she was like normal. Because a lot of the Christians I knew, they were like, I was like, yo, you crazy. And you're doing worse than me. Why am I going to try your God? I didn't want to know nothing about God or religion. For me, they were phony. I used to hear people in the street preach. I'd be like, ah, shut up. I don't want to hear about that. But I met a friend back in the day. She knew me and she knew how I was. And she became Christian. She was like, yo, come on. She was just hanging out with me. I was like, yo, this chick, she's like normal. You know? I was like, I could... I could, I could do this. And I visited her church. And I've been to a lot of churches. I even went to the altar a lot of times. I think I accepted the Lord like 20 times. And um, every time I always fell back. But this time was different because I was, I was in a pigsty of sin. And my heart was hard. And I was just sick of men. I was sick of women. I was just sick and tired of everything. I was like, you know what, Lord? I'm going to try you. I'm going to try you out. And so I came to him and he met me. And let me tell you, my testimony today is, I don't got it all together. I'm here on this microphone and I have, you know, I minister here, but I don't got it all together. I'm still very broken. And my testimony today is that even though the Lord, he forgave me, 
But in that time of worship, when I'm alone with him, when there's nobody here looking at me, but it's just me and him, it's not my son, it's not my mother, my friend, just me and him alone. Something happens to me. It wasn't through psychology, it wasn't through positive thinking, it wasn't through crystals, it wasn't through any santero, it wasn't through a book, it wasn't through a pastor or a preacher, but it was just me alone with him. And, and when I would begin to worship and like just worship him and, and read about him and get to know him, and he would be like, okay, mommy, I'm here, I'm here for you. And, and something would happen, all that ugliness, that all that stuff that was on me uh, you know even sometimes now when I get cranky I get cranky a lot especially you know when I feel overwhelmed when I get really cranky and exasperated or I just lose it especially while I'm driving he meets me in that place he's like let me take the crankiness away and then he just releases love and, and, and something happens inside of me. I come changed a little bit more. So I'm just being changed just a little bit more every day. Amen. So one more thing real quick. I just want to share this with somebody. Well, with everybody, but I'm sure it's for somebody because it's just tugging in my heart and tugging in my heart and tugging in my heart. And as I'm talking, if you still feel like you need to get before God, just come. You got to cry. You got to chill and just listen. But when the story with, with Mary and Lazarus, Jesus knew that Lazarus, you know, was sick. He's like, oh, let me just stay here two more days. He stood two more days. Then he headed out. By the time he got there, he was already dead four days, right? So there's no hope of Lazarus coming back, right? That's kind of like my story. Me and my wife were trying for four years to have a baby. And those four years felt like 40 years. You're probably saying, oh, and I heard it all the time, oh, but just be patient, wait. You guys are rushing it. Just take it easy, you know, da 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 And I received that, that's cool. But being in that situation, you don't know how hard it is every month waiting. Is it today? No, not today. Is it this month? Is it today? No. And those months feel like years and years and years and years. And it wasn't easy. And we did, you know, first we, we did medication, Clomid. Then we did, um, uh, uh, she got artificial insemination, you know. Then that didn't work. And we did in vitro, which was provided for. The insurance company covered it. In vitro, that was like, the doctor was like, yes, you're young. Everything's perfect. Everything's good. It's going to work out. She, we did the in vitro, you know. It didn't work. It didn't work. It got to wait. There are some things in your life that look like, you know what, it's dead. There's no hope. My marriage is done. There's no hope to fix my marriage. My relationship with my, my father is dead. This is dead. There's no hope. Jesus waited four days. By four days, should have been rotted, stinky. There's the, you know, the, they, they couldn't say, oh, you know, nothing. Nothing. That was my story. We did everything we could. And God just waited. Why? Because he wanted to get the glory. He wanted to get the glory. So sometimes you may be in a marriage where it doesn't look like it's going to work out, but God is waiting because he's going to get the glory through that. All right? Whatever it is you're struggling through, whatever it is you believe in God, and it looks dead, just trust God. Just come before him. Pray. Cry. And hope brings to life that thing that was dead. There are some things he won't bring to life that are just not good for you. 
but there are certain things that yes he will bring back to life when it's like all hope is gone you've tried everything you've tried everything God was like all right let me do what I gotta do and she got pregnant no medicine or nothing all God you know and God waited waited so whatever it is you're going through whatever it may be a marriage it may be something that looks like there's no hope just trust him he's gonna raise it back up and bring it back to life so you might have the worship team just you know worship if you guys feel like you just want to worship come up um yeah Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless. us.